Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. Today is Thursday, so we only have two more shows to get five out this week. I'm actually quite surprised that this is going so well. It's not going to happen every week. It's a lot more work, but it's not that much more work. You would think that putting out a show five times a week would be at least twice as hard as putting out a show two times a week, but that's not really the case. Before we get started, I just want to give you a real quick recommendation. It's summertime. People are on vacation. Basically, if you're looking for something to read or listen to, I have a book for you. It's called Plague of Spells by Bruce R. Cordell. I found it to be a really fun fantasy novel, so I'll drop a link in the show notes if you're interested in that. Highly recommend. All right, let's move on to our EV news. VinFast is set to break ground on their North Carolina factory, which will be their first factory, their first EV factory in America. I guess it would be their first factory in America, too, since VinFast doesn't do business here. The big day will take place on July 28th. Production is set to start in 2025. Nissan is the latest automaker to adopt the NACS charging standard in North America. They will implement the standard in 2024. Here's a statement from Nissan, and actually it's two statements. From 2024, Nissan will make available a NACS charging adapter for area models, which are currently equipped with the Combined Charging System 1, CCS1, for DC fast charging. This will enable customers to connect their vehicle's charging port to NACS plugs at compatible chargers. Adopting the NACS standard underlines Nissan's commitment to making electric mobility even more accessible as we follow our long-term vision of greater electrification. We are happy to provide access to thousands more fast chargers for Nissan EV drivers, adding confidence and convenience when planning long-distance journeys. It's interesting that the AI read NACS as NACS the first time and then NACS each time after that. that was, I thought that was interesting. Anyway... As the AI lady mentioned, Nissan Aria uses a CCS1 connector. The Nissan Leaf uses a Chatamo connector. At this time, the Nissan Leaf will not be converted over to NACS. But I do think that the Nissan Leaf is going to get a big update in the next two or three years. And at that time, we'll see a NACS-equipped Nissan. By the way, while we're talking about Nissan, Nissan's Canton, Mississippi plant is expected to start production on two new EVs. All right, let's move on to Stellantis. Stellantis is looking to not make the same mistakes GM is currently making, which is, we'll talk about that in a second. Stellantis announced that they have entered into agreements for semiconductors through 2030. Stellantis has invested 11.2 billion US dollars or 10 billion euros to ensure that they have a comprehensive ecosystem, which is basically meaning that, you know, they're just going to have a bunch of chips. And why does Stellantis need so many chips? Well, I didn't know this, but the average EV requires over a thousand chips. And some of these EVs have close to 5,000 chips. I had no idea that that was the case. So, yeah, good move by Stellantis. Now, Stellantis, what are you doing to secure battery raw materials? Because <laughs> some companies are having some problems, which leads us to General Motors. 
General Motors has said that it will ramp up new EV production even though they're having issues with their battery supply chain. GM said that they'll overcome these issues the second half of 2023, which we are currently in, or just beginning. GM's new EVs will be built on the Ultium platform. I mentioned this on a previous episode, but at at the moment, or at least at last report, GM was only building 65 Blazer EVs a day at their Mexico plant. So, um, I mean, that's not nothing, that's not zero, but I'm sure it's not where GM would like to be. I wonder if that 65 cars per day is limited to the battery supplies that they can get, or if they're just, you know, ramping up production and they're having issues as they ramp up production. So it's just going to be slow. GM is also shutting down their Cami EV plant because of the Ultium battery shortage. The Cami plant is where GM assembles the Bright Drop Zevo 600 and Zevo 400. The Bright Drop vans are like the Amazon delivery vans that Rivian makes, but GM makes these ones. So right now, GM has four years of orders booked for the Bright Drop vehicles, and they still had to idle the plant because they just can't get enough uh, materials or they, they can't build the batteries. The plant happens to be in Ingersoll, Ontario, Canada, and there are 1,500 employees who are currently idled for a month. And prior to this, employees were working two weeks on and four weeks off. So this has been a problem for a while. I mean, it's no secret that Tesla and other EV manufacturers have put a lot of time and money in securing these raw materials needed to make not only batteries, but the motors and all this other stuff that you need when you're making an EV. And I'm sure GM put a lot of time and effort into this as well. I don't think this is because GM was unprepared. But right now, this is the world we're living in. Like Tesla had to refine its own lithium because he couldn't find enough people to refine it for them. I wonder if GM, Ford, and these other automakers are going to start doing that as well. But it's not all bad news for GM. The 2024 Chevy Silverado work truck is expected to receive an EPA estimate at of 450 miles of range. Now, granted, this is going to be the higher-end work truck. That's not going to be the beginning range, but still, that's pretty good. Volkswagen's U.S. innovation plant at the University of Tennessee announced four breakthroughs in electric mobility and sustainability transport. What's interesting is that Volkswagen is working with Oak Ridge National Laboratory and the University of Tennessee to collaborate on EV research. So here are a couple of breakthroughs. Researchers were able to use AI to develop a modular repeating structure in the shape of a pyramid. These structures can be 3D printed with resin. Right now, they're going to use this structure to build uh, the frame that goes around the battery pack and the modular repeating structure. I don't know what else to call it. The pyramid is 60% lighter than steel and it absorbs more energy than the steel frame will. So that, you know, when you're thinking about vibration and things like that, it can also hold 30 times its own weight. So it's very strong. So maybe they start off with that, that frame that goes around the battery pack, and then they expand that into other parts of the car. Ultimately, a lighter car means more range without having to put more cells in. So this is good news. University of Tennessee Center for Renewable Carbon found a new way to use paper as an alternative to plastic parts and foils for EV interiors. Now, this isn't ordinary paper. 
Uh, it's a patented way of preforming and hot pressuring cellulose fiber reinforced by thermoplastics. Now, if you think that I know what any of that means, you would be wrong. I'm just reading words. But I'm sure material researchers or material scientists out there just went nuts. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Let's move on to our third innovation. Researchers used a sheet molding compound, which was fiberglass reinforced plastic, to recreate a lift gate for a 2020 Volkswagen Atlas. The new lift gate was actually 15 pounds lighter. They're going to try it in different parts of the car, but that's also, again, lightweight, more range, same amount of battery cells. So that's pretty cool. And then we have like the most exciting. Uh, announcement, I think, is wireless EV fast charging. Volkswagen is using silicone carbide materials in a coil and charging pad design, and they're able to to achieve 120 kilowatts of charging with the prototype, but their goal is 300 kilowatts of charging. Now, I must insist that you don't ask me any follow-up questions on the wireless charging. Thank you. Let's go ahead and move on to our Tesla news. Tesla is requesting approval to expand Giga Berlin. They want to build a new battery cell lab. They want to expand their water recycling system, and they want to have a new material storage facility. And then there's also going to be changes to the pre- uh, paint shop and press shop as well. And moving on to our final story, Tesla's board of directors, including Elon, have agreed to return $735 million in stock awards and cash. In 2020, a lawsuit was filed by the Police and Fire Retirement System of the city of Detroit, saying the stock options granted to Tesla's directors in 2017 were unfair and excessive and grossly exceeded norms for a corporate board of directors, allegedly. The board of directors decided rather than go to court, they're just going to settle. All of that money, that $735 million, goes back to Tesla. All right, everybody, that is it for us this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at 918digital. You can also find me on threads. It's 918 underscore digital, pretty sure. And then... (laughs) You can also, what's the other thing you could do? Oh, you can email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And I want to thank everybody for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow.